He was an old man who never fished alone, and he'd gone eighty-four days with no hint of trouble on the horizon. But once again, that was about to change. Ketch had always liked to think he wasn't the type to seek out trouble, but the fact was, it seemed to be somehow attracted to him these days more often than not, like a moth drawn to a light. Being nipped by the sleuthing bug, as he'd been last summer, probably didn't help. He used to be better at minding his own business before that. But then he was no longer alone, as he'd pretty much been not that long ago. Did you hear that? Suzanne called to Ketch. Did someone scream? What? Ketch, who'd been lulled by the soothing sound of the mild Atlantic breakers while packing away the drone he'd gotten for Christmas, looked up. What's that, you say? Suzanne stowed the keeper she'd been examining in her shell bag and briskly strode to where Ketch knelt with the drone case and his canvas backpack. I thought I heard someone scream. It sounded like Sally. Oh, there they are, she said, swiping aside a blonde lock that had blown across her face and shielding her eyes against the bright early June sun. She pointed toward two small figures racing toward them now on the hard-packed sand above the surf line. Ketch quickly finished his job, zipped the pack, and got to his feet. Papa! Papa! Bean entreated as he approached. Though Ketch could see that his eyes were wide, he didn't appear to be in full panic mode. Nonetheless, the boy quickly hid himself between Ketch's legs and grabbed onto them, seemingly for dear life. Sally, who'd been a step or two behind him, did the same with Suzanne. Unlike Bean, she was crying. Mama! She sobbed. Sally, what on earth is the matter? Suzanne asked, turning and kneeling before the girl. Are you okay? Did someone get hurt? She glanced up at Ketch, her voice pitching higher. Is he all right? Ketch extricated himself from the boy's embrace and squatted before him. Bean, what is it? He calmly inquired. Zombies! The children chorused. There's two zombies crawling in the water, Bean said, pointing to a spot somewhere farther up the beach. He said no more, apparently feeling that was adequate explanation. What? Suzanne sputtered. Ketch stood and looked, but he couldn't see anything. He and Suzanne had allowed the kids to range pretty far ahead, though, so that didn't surprise him. But the youngsters had never been out of their line of sight, and they'd had Henry to chaperone them. They sneaked up on us. They want to turn us into guts. Sally cried. Maybe they saw some seaweed, Ketch said, or maybe some odd-shaped pieces of driftwood. That's right, it was probably something like that. Kids, there are no such things as zombies. They're just make-believe. Suzanne reassured the youngsters. Where did you hear about zombies anyway? 
You don't let them watch scary shows at your place, do you? She asked Catch. Just Scooby-Doo now and then. Catch answered, but that's a cartoon. Who knows what they hear in school, though? He added, a little defensively. Here comes Henry. Maybe he'll know what happened. Henry, jogging as best he could while carrying the shell bags and nets the little ones had abandoned in their hasty retreat, reached them then. I checked it out, he said, dropping his burdens onto the sand. They saw something all right, Mr. Ketchum. I think you should come with me. Mama, you should stay here with Bean and Sally. Henry was keeping his wits about him as usual, Ketch thought, and still insisting on calling him Mr. and Sir, despite the close friendship that had developed...